What up guys, it's your boy Lawrence Green and it is another Sunday special, a seat at the table podcast with my wonderful co-hosts. We got Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne Sampson. Give it up for us, y'all. Hey. Say that. We live, we live, we live, we live. And we live, y'all, finally. Woo. We live, baby. <laughs> yeah, we. Oh, we not live. Huh? Oh, yeah. We're not really live, but we recorded. Live. live recording. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, so this particular month, we're going to be talking about some of the crazy things that have been going on in the world. Last month, it was all the hurricanes, and it just got turned up just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So um, today's topics, we're going to be uh, talking about um, Kaepernick and some of the things in the drama surrounding him. Um we're going to be talking about the Las Vegas shooting. Uh, we're going to be talking about Kevin Hart and the uh, cheating scandal. Um, and just a, a many number of things. Um, but first, I'd like to stop and uh, bring up that we lost last month a great apologeticist. I hope that's the right word that you're supposed to say. Um, and I wanted Dwayne to do a quick tribute to him and to talk about him and talk about his life and his legacy. He um, died, I believe, a stage for cancer last month. And um, take it away, Dwayne. All right. Um, the person's name was uh, Nabil Qureshi. And basically, the big story about him is he was a former Muslim. You know, he grew up uh, his entire life, his entire childhood, early college career Muslim, firm Muslim, not just a person who claimed. Islam, but actually studied it thoroughly and uh, made it a passion to to um, have debates with Christians. And ultimately, he found countless and countless occasions where Christians were um, completely uneducated on their uh, information. And he ultimately had ways of pretty much showing them how, okay, this is why Christianity is wrong. Come to Islam, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until around his early to mid-college career career that he had met some people that actually had answers to all the questions that he had and also brought statements forth that completely um, baffled him and he had never heard regarding Christianity and its validity. Mm -hmm. Um, This forced him to be in a state where he sought truth rather than just seeking what was comfortable for him, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what we do is we we, we were comfortable with what we're in rather than seeking the truth regardless. And so um, him wanting to seek truth regardless of if it tore um, him away from his faith or not he sought that and it him forcing he was forced to do critical thinking which uh which brings forth the evidences the claims between christianity and all the criticism he put forth in it and he was also forced to use the same criticism on his own faith which is where he found all the flaws right mm-hmm. he even reached places where he was like okay god clearly all the evidence for christianity says this all the evidence for islam says this I, I still don't, I, I mean, I'm just going to be crazy because I don't want to convert. And it wasn't until he had his own encounter with God that confirmed all the evidence and scripture that ultimately led to his conversion. And he wrote countless different books uh, on his transformation, also books on the evidence behind it. And I definitely would recommend it for anyone. It definitely helped me, not just for talking to Muslims, but to understand the validity of the gospel, the deity of Christ, and the, um, and the, uh, and the, truth in all the scriptures that they haven't been changed and all things like that so i would definitely recommend people uh looking into those things he has plenty of videos free plenty of videos that you can pay for all to help you learn more about islam and christianity Alrighty, so um there's been this big old take a knee controversy about um kaepernick and for those who don't know who kaepernick is he is a nfl football professional football player um he's a quarterback um, uh, what I've researched about him is that I heard that he is also a Christian mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> what he has been known for in recent um, years and months is that he takes a knee during the national anthem mm-hmm. and um, for social justice and the different things going on with um, black lives and in recent months he has recently not been able to get a recent job or been selected for a team Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the nfl players have been um taking a knee also but not in the same you know thing as kaepernick but in the the idea of unity or for kaepernick Mm -hmm. um and then president trump has you know said some things on twitter about kaepernick said some things to the team and saying that this is an outright disrespect 
to America, to our soldiers, to our veterans. And so I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on, you know, what our current president, what he was saying, Kaepernick, the whole situation, what your thoughts are. Why don't you go first, Lawrence? Um, okay, so my first initial thought for the whole whole thing i I never really paid it much attention Mm -hmm. it was almost when like what was that other christian guy's name um tim tebow Tebow, like you know it was like okay cool no biggie you know he's doing something that he believes in da 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 woo 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 and then um and then at first when I found out that the football players and different things was doing it, I was like, okay, cool. They must be standing for the same thing that Kaepernick is standing for. Mm-hmm. But then I was reading other people's views and other things like studying other stuff. And I realized that it wasn't really about what Kaepernick was standing for. Mm-hmm. They're taking a knee just for the unity of the the system, the unity of for Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And I think so, like the... Like when we just copy a movement just because of just to, um, to make a point and not really because of we are down for the movement. Does that like did that make sense what I just said? Mm-hmm. Like just copying it simply because of just out of the sake of doing it and not knowing the true meaning behind it. And I believe that's what some of them, some of the football players are doing. And so they're missing the whole point. And so I feel like in that sense, it's kind of like a disrespect to the flag. Um, granted, I have uh, my father. He served in the military, and I remember one time we were watching the game, and he called us all in there to take a knee. And I'm just like, "Why in the world did you bring me in here to take? I don't even watch football. I got things to do." Yeah. And he's like, "Called us in there to take a knee," and it was just like I saw, like I saw as a black man and as a soldier, and how he was able to get a deeper understanding about it, but how people are not able to see fully, like the I guess the issue at hand. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I was going to say that for me, when I first seen it, um, it was Kaepernick. So that happened a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And then it's still ongoing. Um, and the question that kind of popped into my mind about the other NFL players was why now? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't y'all do it when he first did it? Mm-hmm. Why now is everyone deciding to take a knee in all the teams in the unity? And to be honest, I mean, I might get some backlash. But the term that I heard, I think me and Martin were talking about it. It was like like plant like plantations because it's like if you look at the nfl most of it is black players mm-hmm. you, you know you got your white and you know other, other races but majority of them are black so it's like i looked at it as okay the owners you know white whatever the case may be maybe you have one black owner i'm not really all into football but from what i see it's like if 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 it's kind of like they eventually I feel like the owners had to eventually get on some page of unity mm-hmm. because the fact is if I see that my owner is white or doesn't understand the oppression or doesn't understand what's really going on eventually maybe people started to be woke we're going to say woke and so now you're in a position where he could have been like oh snap if I'm not in support of my players which is majority of black I could possibly lose my workers so therefore, then that puts him out of money because now what? You're going to lose players that make you the money to then settle for these, you know, not top-notch players. You know, so that's how I kind of looked at it because I'm like, y'all should have knelt with Kaepernick when he first did it if y'all really felt that way. Mm-hmm. Granted, I get it. One has to make the move and one has to be motivated. But for all of it now, you know, Kaepernick is the more dedicated and genuine about what he's doing you know and then i don't know like facebook posts things like he's actually supporting and donating to organizations to aid you know and i don't know about everybody else's finances but (laughs) you know what i'm saying but it's like everybody's like oh kaepernick's stupid but i just felt like i saw the realness of what it is now just with me and god like really to lay down your life not and go with what the world so this man is the one that he's not getting hired. Nobody wants to hire him, but he's actually dedicated to a cause and something that he could be making money, throwing that football and all that other stuff. But now he's actually content and making a big drastic change, possibly never getting a job again, but he's still sticking by what he believes in. Yeah. You know, so I was, I, that was my question is why did everybody else not kneel the first time? Why are we waiting now when it's unity and stuff when it should have been address the first time right and the man still don't got no job yeah he still don't but you don't see him tripping <laughs> so he still you know but that's me but what did um taking a knee stand for like what did it symbolize for kaepernick for yeah it was the b- 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 police brutality and okay. then against people of color 
mm-hmm. right? Poor people of color. Poor people of color, the mm-hmm. injustice system and how things were going. So he was doing that even prior to all of the chaos with Charlottesville yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah, he yeah. Was doing he's been doing this, yeah. Yeah, so everybody looking like, I'm like, oh, he a prophetic or something? Because <laughs> <Don't tell me. laughs> it's just Don't like, he, he was about it, and now you're starting <laughs> to see it more. And I just think it's like, now everybody want to be on Unity? Like, y'all should have been on Unity when all them people was getting killed of right. color by pro- pro- police brutality. Mm-hmm. Not just when the NFL's now. And then, can I say something else? Do y'all have anything? No, go ahead. Um, Another thing, too, I also did was, if you look at it, I think it might have been 10 years ago. Because I used to watch football with my family. But 10 years ago, like, the military and all that, they were never really out there during, like, the anthem. The play, or the players used to be in the locker rooms. Mm-hmm. So... I felt like that was just like the whole government funding and endorsement of military mm-hmm. because the players never were out on the field during the anthem. Mm-hmm. So now they used to be in the locker room like 10 years ago. Uh-huh. So now they're out there. So now it's kind of, it's set up for controversy because now that's oh, how yeah. I felt like, oh, you the military and disrespect and you're not bound. But it's like 10 years ago, bro, we was in the locker room waiting to come out and run. Mm. That's that's uh, one thing I noticed too. I was like, don't don't do that. Yeah, that's a good perspective to think because that makes sense with like trying to promote the military like type of agenda. Mm-hmm. And you know, Trump is very for the military mm-hmm. type of thing. And so I could see how it could be viewed as okay, now you're disrespectful, mm-hmm. and because you know we're trying to promote one thing mm-hmm. and you're blocking our agenda mm-hmm. to do so. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe that uh, that originally that um, the anthem wasn't even something that was actually done in football. But mm-hmm. you know, I believe that either someone was someone got paid at the end of the day to, yeah. for the anthem to be, take place. So uh, originally that wasn't even the case. Yeah. Going back to what Michelle said, you know, the question on what was the what was the original cause? You know, all the mm-hmm. different things going on between uh, you know blacks being killed and all that mm-hmm. stuff like that. Of course, people were getting more riled up and aware of it. Mm-hmm. And Kaepernick, of course, was the fir- one of the first individuals yeah. in the NFL to actually take the stand and kneeling right and so it goes back to focusing on on what what was he doing it for right mm-hmm. i mean and i feel like the biggest thing that the media has turned it into is kneeling it to like disrespecting the flag disrespecting yeah. america but that's the thing was he was actually doing it to bring awareness yeah. like for for example when you i hear, I hear this all the time when you protest in the streets right you're not protesting against cars you're protesting <laughs> to bring awareness right when you mm-hmm. rosa Parks, she didn't protest the bus you pro- yeah. i mean she she protested to bring awareness of an issue behind everything right mm-hmm. so this so kaepernick simply would be using the national anthem kneeling as mm-hmm. an avenue to bring awareness but people have and the media has turned it into mm-hmm. uh direct disrespect of the flag and just mm-hmm. matter of fact it's not even the Flag has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's actually the anthem, but yeah. direct disrespect of the anthem and direct respect of the military. When it's just mm-hmm. he was just using that moment, the avenue, the national anthem, to bring awareness, and mm-hmm. that's what that's where a big disconnect comes. And the thing is, when I first started seeing the whole uh, Kaepernick and the, and the whole NFL, because you know it got it got real riled up when Trump started calling the NFL like SLBs, sons of bees and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking clearly everyone's for this. I'm like yeah. my. All I see on all, all I see on social media is everyone for kneeling. I'm like, who's against this? Why is there any type of mm-hmm. back backfire? I'm like, I'm like mm-hmm. everyone clearly agrees. Yeah. But you know, I see people post it, and then I see that one person who's like in the background yeah. commenting, yeah. Up, commenting on someone yeah. that I really disagree with. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I'm like, okay. Then I go to like their page, and they there's got, like a whole subcult, like our yeah. whole subcultures. What we view is one way, but a whole other person yeah. who is like maybe white or something mm-hmm. or believing in that thing is a whole like everyone on their pages for what they're saying, how this is bad, disrespecting yeah. the flag. I'm just like, do y'all not understand it? And I think our subcultures, what we're immersed in, has a big mm-hmm. uh, impact on that. So it's a matter of actually taking that step out of your subculture and actually getting an understanding for other people as well and being able to explain to them. And also, too, I think it was a Navy SEAL, um, the guy that actually gave Kaepernick the advice to take a kneel. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Kaepernick was like, yeah, I'm about to just stunt on y'all. I'm about to kneel. He was like, he met up with the dude because the dude at first didn't understand what Kaepernick's intentions were. Mm -hmm. And so then he explained it to him. And the dude was just like, man, I mean, the best advice I can give you is like, if you don't agree with it, take a knee. Mm-hmm. And so when Kaepernick did it, that's when all the backlash came. Mm-hmm. But see, we're not focusing on a military representative, mm-hmm. you know, giving you the advice. But now, basically, since he moved on it, you know, if, if Kaepernick's going to get the, the backlash, and so does that military person that, right. that gave him that advice. Mm-hmm. He just acted on it. But we don't want to focus on that. We just because he, I'm, you know, people of color, you know, but whatever. Yeah. 
with you, oh, ahead, Michelle. With you guys explaining that, it kind of confuses me because mm-hmm. if like military people also do it, yeah, in respect or out of reverence for the American flag, correct? <laughs> That's how your father was telling you guys to take a kneel out yeah. of respect for the American flag. Why is it because of a football player? Because he's not in a military personnel type of uniform? Mm-hmm. Because he did it, or because the I guess like the notion behind why mm-hmm. he did it. Isn't it all under the same, like, I'm giving respect to, like, the people of America, regardless of what mm-hmm. situation is going on in the, in the world, right? Because normally in a, in a time, like, when it comes to the flag mm-hmm. and when it comes to the national anthem, the respect is to stand. If you have the ability to stand, you stand. Mm-hmm. Like, just like when we were in school, there was, the, there was always that one teacher mm-hmm. that would be like, you need to get up and stand. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, or have some extra cartoon and make us feel guilty about how we needed to stand. And there was always that one kid who was just like, nah, I'm going to sit down because mm-hmm. I can't. But it, it, I think it's people who understand what Kaepernick is doing it for Mm -hmm. and I think because the majority of the other football players may not have the same mindset but I'm just doing this for my boy because he needs to come back or I'm just doing it to rile up Mm -hmm. people then I think in that case that in it's in that case that's disrespectful the other football players the that other are doing football it. players that are not doing it for the same reason that Kaepernick is doing it if they are not aware of the struggle or not aware of the things that's going on or not stand sitting in the same movement then you're not taking the same knee it, it doesn't mean the same thing I was gonna say but I think it also too like the perspective and I would say the the small-mindedness of the individuals if you think it's just about color or you know whatever like yes he's doing it for that specific you know population because of those issues but you have the people of the military that do agree with it because mm-hmm. of the fact is when you they fought for our our, mm-hmm. our you know first amendment and second you know like oh, the, yeah. the, the, you know free the what is it freedom of speech yeah like you know so it's like some people are like I, I'm fine with what Kaepernick did because that's what we went to war for that's what we fighting for for right. him to be able to f- express himself and then you got people perverting that and twisting it to right. make it seem like it's disrespectful but then you got the military veterans like I don't know. Some people just may in another the racist. They just racist, so they just don't agree with anything mm-hmm. he doing. But you have those vets that are like, no, I went to war for this. This is our nation, liberty, freedom of speech. Let the man say or whoever else agree. So some of them understand, and that's his expression of his speech, you know. But some people, other intentions, and they're just like, no, it's just straight disrespect to the flag, okay. or the anthem. Yeah. Excuse me. And it's yeah. just like, come on, stop being petty, mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah. And like, there's another thing, and I, I, I really wanted to make sure that it wasn't a race issue, mm-hmm. so I had to do my research. Yeah. Y'all know I love the research. Yeah. And so I looked up. I asked one of my friends, cause my friend, I was asking my dad and my brother, and I was just like, y'all know Kaepernick still doesn't have a job, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just like, well, Kaepernick is not really that great of a player. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I don't trust y'all, so let me go to somebody mm-hmm. who I know who like watch sports all the time. And I was talking to one of my friends. Shout out to Brian. Uh, he was letting me know. He was just like, yeah, Kaepernick has not been doing as well mm-hmm. in the coming years, but he is a lot better than some of the other players in the NFL. Yeah. So I was just like, mm, I'm not going to pull out my card, but mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it for an open interpretation mm-hmm. that, you know, this is like, I really think it's like a political stunt move. Yeah. And like... You know, it's like it, it, it stirs up a little different things in me. But I have one more thing that I want to uh, I want to touch on something that Dwayne said and something mm-hmm. else as we move on. But we have talked about, you know, social justice issues in like three podcasts, this yeah. being the third one. Mm-hmm. And I'm really getting to a place where it's kind of like I saw on a Facebook status that said that social justice gospel is a false gospel. And that, um, what else did it say? It was just like, it is a, it's a, it is a, um, plan of the, like the, the idea that black people think that they are oppressed is a, um, it's a thought of the enemy. And so I would like for us to like put our gospel lenses on and really look at it from the perspective of the gospel Mm -hmm. and really address this and like, and when we address it, how then if this is if these statements are true, if you would think these statements are true, then how is it that as Christians we bring awareness to these issues? Okay, so just to kind of summarize, so you want us to put our gospel lenses on to express our is, view of the gospel, not as the belief of black people are just oppressed. 
Yes, it, like the statements that said by these were Christians. This was a Christian blog, mm -hmm. and she said, like, so one person said that social justice gospel is a false gospel, mm -hmm. and that the idea that black people believe that they are oppressed is a lie from the enemy. Okay. What is social justice gospel? I think just the idea, like, of what like Kaepernick is doing as a Christian, like taking a knee and bringing awareness to like. Black Lives Matter are being so, you know, bringing, like, just really being, like, gung-ho about, like, protesting and Black Lives Matter and racial issues and different things like that. I would say that through the lens of the gospel, you know, it talks about us as Christians, you know, being there for and standing up for, you know, the orphan and the widow. That's not just talking about just the orphan and just the widow. That's talking about any two people that are broken or could mm -hmm. be being oppressed in any type of way. So I think one of the pieces of being a Christian could be standing up for someone when they're being oppressed. Now, when it comes down to like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, I mean, it's debatable. People say, oh, this is a terrorist organization because mm -hmm. certain people in it do certain things. Therefore, if you're associated with it, you're a part of that terrorist group when it kind of needs to go back to the whole, okay, what's the issue at hand that's trying to be addressed rather than what bad apples that claim this group are doing certain things, right? And so I definitely think one of the jobs as a Christian is to stand up for injustice. It's not gonna always mm -hmm. happen and go our way, but scripture talks about standing up for um, the oppressed. So mm -hmm. that's one lens you could look from. I mean, for me, it just breaks my heart just hearing that because I'm just like, Jesus came for everybody. So I think just understanding the magnitude of God's love, like it's it's not limited to just one type of people or one type of person. So just that statement, yes, you know, stand up. And it don't got to be nothing extreme like protests. And it could just be somebody, a co-worker, a school getting bullied or something. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, stand yep. up. And it's like he, he loves the broken. You know, he wants to, you know, the bondage to be broken and things like that. So in the terms of the gospel, that's what we are supposed to walk in, the freedom. You know, and so then our ability to walk out the mind of Christ and to love one another. You know, all that comes from love to, you know, overpower the hate. You know, but I think at the same time, the compassion and the empathy that we always talk about has to come into play. If you can't, you can't like be a Christian, know the gospel, but then it's like using the social justice as a cover up to try to think that's why we're justifying it. If you are not walking in the individual shoes, white, black, Puerto Rican, or Haitian, you can't, you can't do that. That's not fair. Jesus came for them just like he came for you. You know, he died for you just like he died for me. Like, and it's, it's just, it's, I'm, it's kind of like, it's sad to me that that's your cover up or that's your focus point. Or now it's just black people and we're making this up and we're entertained. We ain't entertaining the enemy because you don't walk in our shoes. There, there is oppression, but that, but we are not bound to that. Amen. But we face the experience of when mm. oppression tries to come. But we free from that because we got the one who freed us. Amen. You know, and that's the gospel. You got to have that mindset of wherever you're at and whatever organization, you are not bound to that thing because of a natural person or a natural uh, organization. That's not you because we not here is nothing. You know, so it's like Jesus. Nah, Jesus. He freed us, but Amen. you got to come out of that mindset. But that's not a cover. Don't use that as a cop out for black people because it happens. If you're not getting in facing, you know, the, the, the racial profile, you know, if you're not going through it, you can't you can't talk on it. You want to give a politically correct view because you have no empathy or sympathy to be able to even understand. So then we're going to have to say, what's that old white lady's name that be doing the um, racial? She said, oh, that Jane something. She used to tap the white people with racism exercises. Uh, and they, you know what I'm talking about? I know about? that doctor da lady. Yeah, I think it's like Jane something. But, but she, she did like the blue eyed, brown eyed. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. she was the old lady that playing no games. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you people don't like it when you put them in an uncomfortable situation because then they actually have an idea, idea to experience the oppression or the unfair treatment. Yeah. But I don't think that's fair for that individual to say that that's a Christian to completely overlook one type of people and just say oh we're just listening to the lie mm -hmm. no it's not yep. so that's me yep all right um i wanted to address something that Dwayne brought up with trump and <laughs> I want to bring up something that uh, Dwayne brought up about trump and how he has directed to saying something and i'm kind of like like how do you uh, <laughs> I'm, we're not going to bring this about Trump. I don't want to disrespect my president. Yeah. But, but it's just like, I think uh, I think that's a good thing to bring in the fact of Puerto Rico and the different things that's going on in Las Vegas and mm -hmm. how Puerto Rico had almost like, you know how we was praying for Houston mm -hmm. and then we were praying for 
Florida, mm-hmm. and then it was just like, oh yeah, Puerto Rico, and then we had, we're praying for mm-hmm. Las Vegas, and I was like, wait, hold up, <laughs> wait, wait, there's somebody else that we need to add to the list, and it just, it really just seemed like, I don't know, like, I don't know if people know that Puerto Rico is part of America, U.S. territory, Yeah, I but that. just like, I'm so but it's like, I don't know, like, what are you guys' thoughts, because this has been crazy, like, we had Houston, we have Florida, we have Puerto Rico, and then we had the Las Vegas shooting, like, what are your, like, some of the stuff that's going through your mind like like that's why i like for for this particular podcast i calling it taking a knee mm-hmm. because i'm just like we need to not only take one knee we need to take both knees in prayer i don't know what the what is going on world i'ma just be honest i'm like what the oh well you know i can't curse on that but i'm just like you know <laughs> what the you. beep is going on because honestly like a part of me, like a part of me, could be like, man, this is just all a stunt, or this is all, you know, bioengineered. And this so is what's going, you know, because there's people that are saying that and you wake up and cheat to the slaughter. You know, people, so you know, we're coming for individuals, but I'm just like, I mean, unfortunately, regardless of whatever the reason is, it's happening. Yeah. Right. So then you look at it and it's just like, I feel like for the president, that man be saying some wild stuff. However, it's just like it's so much stuff going on, like. I'm not going to say, I kind of feel like it is, it is insensitive, but it's just like, there's so many different things. Like if maybe if one thing he could maybe fully focus and maybe give some type of educated response, but then it's like, you got him going like, it's like this and this and this and this. And then he over there calling the president of the Virgin Islands or whoever, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like that, that don't justify it. But I'm just like, there's so much stuff going on that I just feel like Trump is just either overwhelmed or just being insensitive to the matter. But I mean, all these things are happening and all all it's doing is just because of the lack of whatever he's doing or whatever he's saying all it is is just projecting more division mm-hmm. so for me i just think it's it's just causing nothing but division for me because if he not saying the right thing he treating the people like this that the may the mayor of or whoever of puerto yeah, rico, rico yeah they was you got all these representatives beefing <laughs> with the president <laughs> and i'm just like <laughs> I, for me i'm just like well they you know like <laughs> It's just got for me. It's just like you know what, God. I don't know what is going on, but so I'm, like, I'm part of your government. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we want to take a cop out. I'm part of this one government. I ain't got time. Because I'm gonna be honest. A part of me doesn't. I don't want to deal with none of it. I don't want to read none of it. I don't want to see none of it. Mm. It's not that I'm not being empathetic, but it's too much going on. We are at a place right now where we can't. Thank God we can sit here and listen to one another and be opposed and challenged. But we are not at a place anymore where we can sit there because everything is a freaking debate. Yeah. So even if I wanted to say how I felt or express how I felt, I'm going to either get attacked, I'm going to either be agreed with, or I'm going to just be like, so a part of me honestly didn't want to deal with none of it because I'm like, ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening no more. Everybody just talking. Yeah. That's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to go back to like the question that you said before, Uh because how we can look at... um, like social justice in the eyes of the gospel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when we were talking to Anton, one of another brother that goes to a different church, he wanted to do like a, a video about um, the political party of the Bible. Okay. And I was like, why are you going that route? Because yeah. it's, like, it's like just like the weirdest topic to do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But he said it in such a way that I looked at it in the eyes of the world today and mm-hmm. how he was saying the Pharisees were a political party, the um, Sadducees were a political party. There were so mm-hmm. many political, so many political parties parties within um they had kings and all of these people that were leaders that um had influence and then he was like jesus came into the party and he had no affiliation with no parties Mm -hmm. and i think that's how we can look at it through our eyes now yeah like within the midst of everything that is going on knowing that but even when jesus did come to um deal with the issues he Mm -hmm. came as himself yeah it wasn't that he attacked the issues but it wasn't as if like he was like oh i'm for that person yeah Yeah. Yeah. for that person Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and so i feel like that's how we can also look at it as in like we use it in a way to bring jesus Mm -hmm. amen does that make sense Yeah. yeah like the pay caesar thing like uh i remember Mm, like do we pay our taxes to 
uh, I don't know who the other person was. It was like, do we pay Caesar our taxes? And he was just like, render Caesar. Oh, do we pay? Do we pay our tithes? Do we pay our taxes? Right, yeah. And he was just like, render what to God is God, uh, and render just... what to Caesar's is Caesar's. Mm -hmm. And like, if you look at like the deep Greek and mm -hmm. the Hebrew language, it's kind of like it's, it was almost like giving like give him your money, but I want you mm. type of mentality. And only like someone who was like doing deep study would like get that deep understanding or revelation about mm -hmm. that. And it was kind of like, although Jesus was addressing a political issue, mm -hmm. he was still giving, like, himself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I really like how you put that. Yeah, because if we honestly look at all the topics that we've been talking about, from, mm -hmm. um, like, the Mexico thing, the gay thing that mm -hmm. happened in Mexico, mm -hmm. uh -huh. it was like um, the controversies in Charlottesville, the hurricanes, everything. If we really look at it, these are all, like, rulers of the world, mm -hmm. whether it be, like... Um, territory rulers uh -huh. or whatever it is but it's like we as people don't agree with any of this yeah. you know what I mean exactly. yeah. we don't agree with mm -hmm. any of this but it's happening but if we're vessels and if we're ambassadors of Christ we still have to be able to speak that mm -hmm. into these situations and I think that's the hardest part mm -hmm. that's, that's the hardest part for us because we have to we feel as if we have to take a side mm -hmm. yeah. or we feel as if we have to talk about every single thing mm -hmm. and we yeah. have to have an answer for every never, single yeah. thing but the answer is him you know yeah. what I mean yeah. and so if the answer is him it's not as if you have to have a correct answer of how you have to deal with transgender people yeah. Yeah. love them <laughs> love them that's it there's no correct way to deal with them you know it's Jesus that deals with them and mm -hmm. I feel like that's where we come in but I think it's hard for us to do that because we don't know how to do that yeah. and so we always want to talk about Issues. You talk about hurricanes. You talk about mm -hmm. what's going on. You talk directly about what it is, but you never really bring Jesus in it. You never really bring like yeah. stuff about him in it. You just talk about, you know, how how are we gonna be able to settle this with um Korea? How are we gonna be able <laughs> yeah. to settle this with Puerto Rico? Yeah. But we never bring Jesus in it. You never bring okay, well, um patience or love some yeah. act of that yeah. you know in it you'd be like okay i'm gonna give you this money you give me this money we find this contract and that's it you know what i mean yeah. or and and that arouses for other things to you know emerge and it's like then jesus is never seen so i think that's probably how we can deal with that but it's crazy though because i've also i'm glad you said that because a part of me was feeling like because i'm just want to stay with god and i just want to mm -hmm. operate how god would mm -hmm. it, it seems like I'm apathetic or I'm not involved in my current events, yeah. but I'm just like, I don't like, cause Jesus didn't care about what everybody had to say. He knew what he came to do and what he was representing. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because I've actually dealt with people that I've talked to that are just mad. Trump is racist. He's a bigot. He's this, he's this. And I'm bringing the gospel to light. Just, mm -hmm. okay. That's how Trump is on a big scale. How do you treat your neighbor on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. But people don't want to hear that because yes. it's back to Trump. Yeah. So you got to take the right. focus off of the, that's what I've been going through. It's just mm -hmm. people are so angry at everything mm -hmm. that's happening. And I've had to go through it. I mean, I don't take it personal because I'm operating just, yeah. okay, well, we're, he we're here. Trump is on a big level. I'm a daily citizen. I got to wake up. I still got to operate and pay my bills and yeah. do whatever I got to yeah. do. So I'm going to do my best to carry it out with mm -hmm. other people. And for a minute, I was getting far with that, thinking yeah. like, well, maybe I'm just being too godly or I'm yeah, just being, yeah. I don't care. No, I do. I don't, I just don't want, I just don't want to waste my time. Right. And not, you know, not a waste, but you know, mm -hmm. I just don't want to do it because I'm going to tell you that we are still the citizens. We are the ones that have to love and treat each other right. Mm -hmm. You got all this hate built up, then you're going to carry that out and you don't need to carry that out on yourself. Mm -hmm. But people don't want to see that sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's true. So back to the second question that you asked mm -hmm. with um, how are we feeling about everything, everything, everything going that's going on, on right? Yeah. Well, are you going? No, okay, go okay, ahead. Okay. I'm going to say, I mean, it's a lot going on. You yeah. Know? yeah. You got your president being the president and then you got, you know, you got Puerto Rico, you got Houston, you got Florida, you got North Korea, you got earthquakes. Yeah. You got shootings in Las Vegas. You got the biggest fire in, like, some of California's history happening, like, right now. Yeah. And so it's just, like, all these things going on. I'm not going to just be the one to be like, oh, it's in time. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. But I think in addition to being able to being aware that it's the end time, you can be like, okay, clearly God can be most glorified in these situations because yeah. yeah. most of the time people can see, in, like, like, seek out God in the midst of these situations. So... In us being there, like you said, I mean, it's not a matter of us being uh, too godly. It's literally mm -hmm. like, okay, this is the perfect opportunity yeah. to actually, yeah. like, in inject God's reality into these people's mm -hmm. minds because ultimately they're going to need him because yeah. of 
eventually everyone gets to places where there, there's no way out like Puerto Rico yeah. probably, there's like no way out like if you're in a situation like that if you're in an earthquake I mean I li- what's the one thing I can cling to mm-hmm. God so I think mm-hmm. those are awesome situations where which God can be glorified yeah. so and um, when he was saying that, honestly, like in the midst of all of that going on, mm-hmm. like if we think on the other side of it, other things are going on too. Like social media is booming. Yeah. It's it's like still teenagers are still being depressed and mm-hmm. have going through suicide. It's like every level from the national, international level, mm-hmm. even down to our local community level, mm-hmm. it's like there's attacks that are happening. Mm-hmm. But if we become like desensitized to those things, knowing that it's like just too much, it's yeah. too much. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like then there's only one person working then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like he is racking up. He's racking up. And it's like if there's nobody else, if we become desensitized or numb to it, mm-hmm. it's like what are we doing on our part? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I felt that. Honestly, I felt what you felt. It was mm-hmm. like, yo, this is too much going on. Because I don't think I ever could look back in my life mm-hmm. and see like all of these attacks, like boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. That's so big, yeah. Yeah. And it was just a little too much for me. And mm-hmm. it's like, I just didn't even know where to start anymore, yeah. you know? Like, do I start in prayer? Do I start donating? Yeah. I'm so weak. I'm so weak. All my clothes. I'm so weak. Go with my clothes. You know? <laughs> like, it was a lot. So, um, I think, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's where I was. And I think I even had, like, a moment where I was looking on CNN, the shooting of Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and I was reading, like, the 58 people that um, died, and I was reading some of their... Um, background stories and um, I don't know it hit me mm-hmm. so much that moment when I was reading it like I, I think I was driving in the car with Lawrence and I was just like so quiet because it was like you know I remember the week before that it was like a hurricane and then yeah. this week it was that and just reading the story of somebody that was just out and about mm-hmm. you know I was like that could have been me I don't know mm-hmm. it probably hit me in a different way because I was just like this is too many people yeah anyway and so it made me really question God in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and then it brought a, a really good conversation in the car about sin mm-hmm. and like um, the implications of sin mm-hmm. after the cross and what mm-hmm. does sin really mean now, knowing that sin, even though he died for sin, that doesn't mean sin is not on the earth anymore. Yeah. You know, and so it really made me have to think deeply about that. Yeah, it, it was a really good conversation because it's just like, with the Las Vegas thing, I didn't, because I feel like people ask that all the time. Where was God at yeah. during this? Where was God at during this? Why didn't he stop it? Yeah. I'm just like, if God really wanted to stop everything that was evil, we all be dead. Yeah. Like, to be honest, uh, it's like, if he wanted to get rid of all the bad people, I mean, he did that once and it was called the flood. Thought about it. Okay. okay. So it was just like, he's like, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. Oh, ooh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> I just got that my own self. Right? He was like, I'm never going to do that again. And so it was just like, I'm going to leave you to your own devices, but I'm going to mm-hmm. send you the answer, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to be, I'm not going to allow it to possess you. And I'm not even going to allow it to oppress you. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's going to be your option of whether or not you're going to allow that's it to right. oppress you. Right. And it's kind of like with that whole Las Vegas thing, it's just like, okay, nature is going to be nature. Right. Mm-hmm. The earth is going to do the earth. But it's just like, it's a product of sin. Yeah. With yeah. the whole Las Vegas shooting, it's kind of like, like whether it was a shooting or a car accident, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. We don't know what is the sin that leads to death, as the Bible talks about, that's going to take us completely out of here. But it's kind of like, it's, it's knowing and, and getting the understanding. It's just like that that man did a sinful act against those people, and those people lost their lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a product of sin. That doesn't mean that Christ is not in control. That doesn't mean that um, he can't make a negative situation and turn it for those people's good. Because somebody made it. Mm -hmm. Somebody survived. Mm -hmm. Somebody is making it mainly on the inch of their life, but they made it through and they're living and they're breathing. And so I I, I think, and then just like Michelle was saying about the whole hurricane, that somebody is going to get saved from the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, it's just kind of realizing that my God is bigger Mm. and I'm not going to sit here and blame him for the acts of human beings on this earth. Yeah. And I kind of want to touch when Dwayne was like, it's our role or, you know, whoever's role to bring God's reality in their minds. And it's like, that's the small thinking of. We live our life in sin, doing whatever we want, boom, boom, boom. 
catastrophic event happens, where's God? Yeah. But God was there the whole time, yeah. even in sin. But we can't recognize that God was with us because we didn't want to recognize him. And so he then was speaking, speaking too. You know, maybe don't go to the concert, but we went. You know? <laughs> I'm so damn we, like, yeah. But we, we minimize the thinking of God and the reality because they don't want it. They don't want they re- We reject God. And then something happens. And now we're just questioning God in everything. Yeah. And I'm that's not fair. That's you can't do that because he's walked with you even in sin, walking with you throughout your entire life for however long you know, whenever you go and live and whatever. But I'm like, that's not fair. People have to open up their minds that you can't just call on God during catastrophic times. Mm-hmm. Call on God every step of the way. But people don't want to do that because it's my life, I do what I want. So now when something big happens and it doesn't I cannot comprehend how such a drastic thing can happen. Now where was God? Now we gonna now we flip it to question like I've seen people saying there was something on Facebook where it was like we don't need your thoughts and prayer we need policy and change and I'm just like <laughs> I'm so weak. you know what I'm saying but even then it's like don't minimize my thoughts or my prayers you mm-hmm. may want to be activists on this but don't minimize the movement of God in any way shape or form yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's what blows me about it because that's more powerful than your policy exactly your policy yeah. and change that because, makes policy exactly that makes policy and change because then it's a sin thing and it's a hard thing and now mm-hmm. why are we trying to do this now we're trying to create all this change but at the end of the day it's still the person's individual nature and of the heart mm-hmm. so you can create all these change I bet you somebody's still gonna get a hold of a gun mm-hmm. I bet you that person's sweet. still gonna be a murderer yeah. yeah, you know what I'm sin, saying. Yeah, hey, yes, exactly. Sin is gonna be still, still active. Yeah. Like racism is still gonna be here. Yeah. People with a gun is still gonna be here. Like just everything in relation to sin is gonna be here. And mm-hmm. what we gotta realize that the wages of sin mm-hmm. is death. death. Yeah. Like, like yeah. we are all sinful natured people. Yeah. So because of that is in our nature, mm-hmm. death is bound for every single person on this planet. Mm-hmm. Why? Because sin reigns in our mortal bodies, and yeah. that's just the penalty of it Mm -hmm. whether it's today whether it's tomorrow whether you're a two-year-old or a 99 year old it Mm -hmm. does not matter sin don't care about your color Mm -hmm. it don't care about your race it don't care about your sexual orientation it don't care about where you live your geographic sin affects all of us yeah that raises a question to me you guys help me to understand this but okay saying what you're saying Mm -hmm. okay got it (laughs) i got it but my question is then okay so i was reading i went back to the justification book again last night and i was reading a little bit about it and it made me question what you just said it was talking about um how jesus paid the price for it all it was saying that sin either had to be paid from somebody or it was going to be paid from us Uh it was either us that had to suffer it forever in hell Mm -hmm. or somebody else had to suffer it It had to be suffered Mm -hmm. you know somebody had to pay it so with what you just said if sin is already paid why are we still suffering after it why are we still paying for it i don't think we're paying like it goes back to the the being like dealing with the oppression Mm -hmm. but not allowing it to oppress you Hmm. so sin Still oppresses us, huh? But we don't have to allow it to mm-hmm. oppress you. God has given me the victory over sin. Mm-hmm. That's, you, yeah, you're acknowledging okay. the victory. Yes, you're acknowledging the victory, and that's what you hold on to to mm-hmm. walk over sin. Yes, because pick a pick a sin. <laughs> Lying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jesus. I talk have about, the choice whether or not I'm going to lie. lie. Exactly. He he already killed. Okay. It. Yeah. So then you're saying then the paid part of it is the escape part of it. Can we say that? Uh, keep going. I like the pay part, him paying it off for us mm-hmm. and us having now the ability to choose whether we're going to do it or we're not. The mm-hmm. the ability to not to do it mm-hmm. is that part that was paid. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, our ability that when we do naturally die, that we don't eternally die. We live mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And technically not even our ability, but it's the Holy Spirit that now is sent yeah. you to help. Amen. So the conviction there. Mm-hmm. So that's also paid. That's paid. That, that yeah. comes with that's the gift. That's, that's a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift. Oh, my God. That's to get the Holy Spirit is here now. To act. It's kind of like that double tap. So even if you think about doing this, like, um, excuse me, no. We, we don't do that. <laughs> so no you yeah, know, we ain't about that. Oh, yeah, because you. Okay. And then it's either I choose to listen to that voice mm-hmm. or I'm going to go do what I want to do. Which mm-hmm. is allowing the sin now to oppress you. Yes. And mm-hmm. rain in your mortal body, body. Which leads to what? Death. Death. And so, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always like have a question with sin because I feel as if you can't fully grasp 
sin yet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like grasp the whole like content of sin because it's like you do it every day so it's like yeah questions always come you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah and so like for me to have a better understanding of what it is and still how it still fights me mm-hmm. i think gives me a better understanding of okay um I, he actually did pay it all. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he left some for me to have to pay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he actually did pay it all. So. But also, too, Michelle, it's like, it's not a fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, like God has said, I am victorious. I am a victor. I don't have to be bound to anything in relation to sin. So when I walk in that mindset, it's almost like, it's like kind of knowing like you're a king and you don't like focus on things that are beneath you. Or you're a queen and you don't focus on the little like you don't focus on the little stuff along the way it's kind of like you know what this is what i think this is who i am this is what i believe and anything that contradicts that mm-hmm. is going to have to move out of the way mm-hmm. because it doesn't it, it has no effect on me mm-hmm. and then i have the the power and the ability to change my environment and my atmosphere around me mm-hmm. and i think just remembering that it, it, it will make it, it make it simple because I was like the gospel is simple mm-hmm. that means everything about it should be simple he says his yoke is easy mm-hmm. so any at any point that life seems to get harder dealing with sin gets to be hard is because we're really not giving it to him because it's just like if he says it's easy with him mm-hmm. then the yoke yeah the yeah, yoke is easy you. with okay, him yeah. but yeah but we want to carry our own yoke and that's why it's so heavy we need to put on his yeah. because that means i'm putting the weight on him mm-hmm. and i'm allowing him to handle it i'm allowing him to lead me i'm allowing him to guide my decision my heart and everything else and i that's that's a good point because when i was reading the book it talked about also the the two goats in mm-hmm. the old testament mm-hmm. and how the sin was on one goat, was which was the escape goat, which yeah. ran into the wilderness, mm-hmm. and he he um, simplified that as that's our sin. That's how sin, God sees our sin. Mm-hmm. Like it it leaves his sight. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, the one the the one that he actually put touched and laid all of everybody's sin upon. It was like that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Us giving everything on him, taking it off of him own self as being the priest, mm-hmm. taking all the people's sin and even himself. And putting it on the lamb yeah. was a um it symbolizes what you just said. Yeah. And actually taking our yoke off and giving it to him. Yeah, and that's the whole that's the whole thing of the cross and the gospel. And I think that's why either even Christians find themselves in a in a bound place because we don't truly understand the simplicity of yeah. the gospel. We don't take the time period to look through the lenses of the gospel when it comes to certain things and living in the freedom that that brings. Yeah. It is truly freedom. It's truly freedom. It's truly simple. Yeah. It it should like when you really start to think about that thing, it really calls a praise to come up out of your lips because like when I really get it, that it's just like it's really it's not hard. He is with me. Okay. Like he's down on the inside of me. Like, like I have power and I have authority over this thing. And it, it, like, it. That's. I think that's where we got to go back to. And it's just like when I, when I, I, sometimes I bring this up to my friends, and I feel like they get insulted because it's kind of like when you, when you say you got to get reacquainted with the gospel, it thinks I got to go over the story again, which he died, mm-hmm. he rose well, three yeah. days, he resurrected. But what does the heck does that mean? Yeah. What. Go ahead. I was going to say, what's coming to me is because we think of sin always in a regulated form, a certain you know, manifestation or a certain lifestyle, what was coming to me was if you go back and you look at the story when Jesus specifically addressed sin, like you think about the woman that they caught in the act of adultery, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus was just like, go and sin no more. Yeah. Like that was the act. And, but you notice how like every person that he healed, every person that was in sin or, you know, like just some story uh-huh. that Jesus healed and was just like for her specifically, that's the one that came to my mind. It was like, she wasn't like, well, what do you mean sin? Or it was just like, she didn't entertain because she was forgiven. Yeah. So it was like, it's just no entertainment. You have access now to right and wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we could be out here just, the veil still there and we could just be doing sin every day no conviction no connection to god but the access is there so i guess like for me what helps me is like i don't focus on a certain type of way that sin operates 
because I don't need to entertain something that got defeated. Amen. So it's now my lifestyle and the access that's given has to line up to who he is. So therefore, attitude <clears throat> checks, mm-hmm. um, habitual, you know, procrastinating, sleeping in, overeat, like all that mm-hmm. is now what has to be checked because of the access that's given. Mm-hmm. I only know because it's something that he makes aware that's contrary of who he is and what he's given me. So it's like, I don't even need to entertain. Okay, may, I may have procrastinated today. I don't need to fall into oppression. I take it to him. Mm-hmm. I may have been lazy and I'm not spending time, not reading my word, whatever you want to do. It's not, I'm focused on what I'm doing wrong now. It's the access of what I can continue to do right with him. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I, just, I just don't even give it the time of day. Because yeah. if that's the case, we're going to be caught up on it and keep going back all yeah. over and over and keep thinking it's the same routine on how am I going to get free? How am I going to do this? It's there. But the conviction and the Holy Spirit and everybody that's, I'm not everybody, the Holy Spirit that's here is what brings the truth and what sheds light. And he's the only one that can shed light. He can use a person, but in your alone time, you get your own convictions. And that's how you know what that sin is that's just not really pleasing him is, you know. And it's like we've given him our life. So that means looking at the, the line of the gospel to affect our finances, um, the way we live our lifestyles. Even our, our sex life, our sex, like everything around it with that, our thoughts, mm-hmm. our careers, our jobs, we allow, we look at it though, and different social issues, all yeah. of it, we look at it through the lens of the gospel mm-hmm. and, allow, and allowing that to lead us. Um, let's see where we're at. Um, we didn't hit our time. I wanted to talk about the Kevin Hart, but I guess we'll save it for another, another time. But uh, I think this was really good. Mm-hmm. I think it, it turned out for the best. And I think this is it's praying time. That's really like, you know, we taking one knee. But I think it's really time to get on both knees in mm-hmm. prayer and really get back to the gospel, getting back to the truth, getting back to praying on our knees and talking to the Holy Spirit because God is continually speaking. Yeah. And it is our job to tap into what he's saying to us in the particular season yeah. that it is. That he's trying to teach us, what he's trying to show us, yeah. and it's just like if you gonna if we gonna take a knee, let's take a knee for that. Let's mm-hmm. take a knee for Kaepernick. Let's mm-hmm. take a knee for the social justice. Let's take a knee for the world, and let's get on our knees in prayer as the church, as a body, and as a nation, yeah. and seek the Lord's face on some of these on these issues. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This has been another a seat at the table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green. I'm here with my awesome co-hosts, Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne Sampson. And we'll catch you next month in November for another Sunday special. Peace. Bye. 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 Tonight, I'm taking a knee for America. I'm taking both knees. Both knees in prayer for our planet, our future, our leaders of the world, and our globe. Amen.